I feel like you're just like extra sensitive to how bad this episode is. At this point, I was like, she's either a prostitute or a psychic. Those were my two guesses. You're kind of right on the second one. I mean, am I? She's just a tattoo artist who's like a little spooky about it. So a little birdie tells me you have something big to share. Today, August 30th, 2023, I got the wordle on the first guess. Really? Yes. Well, I didn't do wordle today. What was it? Audio. You're one of those. I guess it every day. And I just do it like muscle memory. I open up wordo. Wordo, Wordle, I type in audio, I hit enter, and today it was like green, 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 green. And I literally gasped. I was on the toilet. I was like, oh my God, I freaked out. And then you're like, this is the biggest thing to ever happen to me, but also it's just Wordle. Who do I tell? So of course I texted grandma. <laughs> but she hadn't done it yet. So I had to play it cool because I think she knows my starting word. So I just was like, Oh my god, have you done Wordle yet? Fucking first try! It was the best thing ever. Now I have to get a new starting word. I think I'm gonna go with irate. Why don't you go with ado? Ado, ado, to you and you and you. So you did audio because it get gets four vowels, right? Correct. So lame. It's strategy. I don't care. Okay. No. <laughs> I used to mix it up. I would either do audio, irate, or ado. But then I was like, I'm just going to stick with audio because one day the word will be audio. And See, I did today. I did the same thing. I would do a different word every day and be like, I feel like it's this word today, even though I knew it was like a one in a infinite chance. Although I don't think there's infinite five letter words, but whatever. I knew I knew it was like the odds are never in my favor, but. I did one time get it on my first try. The word was 50. I was just feeling it. I was like, I'm going to go 50 and it was right. But my go-to word after I stopped switching it up was blade. And the only reason I did blade every day is because Kate said it'll never be blade. And I was like, well, one day you'll be wrong. So I did blade every single day. And then I stopped doing Wordle. And then I got back into it and I went and checked the database that like records all the words. I was like, is blade on here? It wasn't. So I went back to blade and then I stopped doing it again. Maybe one day I'll do it, but I don't I don't really care. Good for you, though. Well, I do it every day still because I have a little group chat with grandma and our cousin Oliver and we share our scores. I miss it sometimes, but for the most part, I'm pretty good at it. Um, I don't know. I just thought I would share because this is the most exciting thing to happen to me all year. I will say you got married <laughs> all year. I will say I've never not gotten the word. I have dad. I, I turned dad on to Wordle a long time ago and he Googled what are the 15 most used letters in a five letter word. Got them, came up with three words. And then he's like, well, I've, I figure it out within four every time. And I, he's like, I figured it out. So I don't play it anymore. And I was like, well, that's not really how the game's supposed to work, but okay. I, my most 
uh what's the word what, what's the, what am i trying to say i normally get it your average four. yeah like my average is four let's see i can give you my stats right now i've gotten in one one time today two 14 times three 89 times four 126 times five 110 times and six 33 times and I have a 96% win rate because there have been times when I don't get the word. I will say another reason I stopped doing it is it deleted all my stats one time. And I was like, yeah. oh, well, I don't That's happened do this to anymore. me. This is not my lifelong stats because sometimes it just starts over. Except for the one. I, w- I screenshot it. <laughs> you can share it. So sad. It's so sad, Lauren. How is but, that sad? But you know what's funny? It's still more interesting than anything that happened in this episode of Lost. Oh my god, I also watched this episode today. Terrible. Welcome back to another episode of Lauren Gets Lost, everyone. I'm Zane. I'm Lauren. And today we are covering, unfortunately, Season 3, Episode 9, Stranger in a Strange Land, otherwise known as my least favorite episode of all time. Here's what I'll say. I went into this with the lowest of hopes because you told me it was going to be terrible. The on-island story was fine. Like, there was nothing wrong with it. Was it super exciting? No. But the flashback story was the worst thing I've ever seen. Honestly, give me five Charlie episodes (laughs) before I would watch this shit again. I'll drop a quick bit right now. I skip the flashbacks in this episode on my rewatches. I just fast forward through them. I hate them so much. That's a great strategy. Honestly, it was terrible. I'm a lost purist. I will fight tooth and nail for this show. But even I can't defend these flashbacks. Terrible. So bad. It's just, if you have run out of good content for your main character already... Come on, dude. So we actually will dive a little bit more into this. Uh, you know what? I'll save it for the quick bit. Uh, Lauren, give me a synopsis. Oh, it's it's about as good as this episode. <laughs> Juliet is at risk. Jack yells a lot. And the worst flashback storyline I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's basically everything that happens in this episode. Fans that are... Uh, doing a rewatch as they listen to our podcast do yourself a favor and just skip this episode it's so fucking bad yeah but if they did it right they would have already watched the episode before they listened to this episode i got a message from someone a long time ago i can't remember who it was i'm sorry but they were basically like i watch the episode after i listen that way i can watch it through your guys's eyes and see the things you point out oh that's interesting I, when I'm doing, oh, the only thing I've ever done is The Office rewatch while I listen to Office Ladies. And I still listen to Office Ladies, but I don't watch the episodes anymore because they're into like the bad seasons. But I would watch it before. That way I could have it fresh in my mind when they were like, oh, this scene, blah, blah, blah. I've got quick bits. Yay. This episode was directed by Paris Barclay. This is his one and only episode of Lost. I don't think he's a bad director. I absolutely blame writing on this one uh, just because it's a shit story. 
But I also don't think he's a bad director because he's done a lot of stuff. 35 episodes of In Treatment and 15 episodes of your show, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, love it. Never heard of In Treatment, though. Neither have I, but 35 episodes for one series is pretty impressive. Next. This is considered to be the worst episode of Lost. Carlton Cuse admitted that by the time the writers got to this episode, they didn't know what else to do with Jack's past and just use Matthew Fox's real tattoos as an inspiration. Here's an idea. Maybe just not a Jack episode. You got other characters. Yeah, for real. Like, why force a Jack episode if you don't have anything for Jack? I, I just don't understand. And if you have to force a Jack episode... Give us more. What's her face? What's her face? Sarah? What's her real face? Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen. Give us more Julie Bowen. Well, by this point, she was doing Boston Legal, and I think Modern Family was a few years out at this point. Who cares? Don't give I, me a Jack episode. We'll get more into this in the season four premiere, but here's a little teaser. This episode, they strategically used as a way to set up the end of the series. Not from a writing standpoint, but from a production standpoint. I don't know what that means at all. You know how, like, you have a show that's really good, and you're just like, oh, I love this show. And then it gets really bad in, like, the umpteenth season, and you're just like, why didn't they end it when it was good? Mm -hmm. That's what they were trying to do make it bad we'll talk about it when we get when we get to season four we'll we'll break it down more okay because i'm real confused (laughs) in the opening scene sawyer is singing show me the way to go home the same song that was sung by brody quint and hooper aboard the orca and jaws while hunting the shark dad's gonna love that one my god hooper for those who don't know our father, Jaws is like his favorite movie of all time. And he he will bust out. A, if you're near a boat, best be sure there are Jaws references. The entire four hour plus whale watching experience was just all Jaws quotes, but just the same ones over and over. <laughs> My favorite was when we were like two and a half hours into it. And he said something. He was like, it's like Jaws. And you were like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best part of the whole whale watching experience was when you brought me that sandwich. It was like a grilled bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, hot off the grill, toasted bread, delicious. And we're standing there and I'm eating the sandwich, and a whale jumped out of the water. And I went, mmm, oh my God. And dad goes, I know. Isn't it amazing? I said, no, I was talking about the sandwich <laughs> and dad lost it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if that's funny or sad. It was funny. Jack's tattoos are actually a real tattoo actor. Matthew Fox has, and it means Eagle cleave the air. I don't really know what that means. Okay. And lastly, the branding that Juliet received is the Scientology cross upside down. Nice. (laughs) Had to throw that one in there. Okay, so let's not waste any time and just get through it. Okay. Although we could just talk about literally anything else. (laughs) 
Look, I have so much shit to talk about Jack this episode. It's going to get really redundant. So I'm just going to apologize in advance. I think if there has ever been an episode to validate how much I hate Jack, it was this one. Yeah, I will say, again, because I skipped the flashback, I'm just like, none of this is real. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I, I, none of it's real. <laughs> I I have so many problems with the flashback. And I feel like the thing I'm going to get hung up on the most is not even what, like, what's the point. But I'll die on this hill. And it's not, it's not like a hot take, or at least it shouldn't be a hot take. We'll get there, but it's what I will fixate on. And I know it's not the point. Okay. Scene. The episode opens with Sawyer singing as he paddles the boat back to the mainland. And Kate tells him to stop. They have to go back to get Jack. They argue back and forth. And Sawyer asks for one good reason to turn around. And Kate says they cannot leave Jack behind. And Sawyer says, yes, they can, because that is what Jack told them to do. Sawyer then asks what she thinks Ben will do if they go back and get caught. And Carl chimes in, saying that they will be killed. He also adds that God loves you as he loved Jacob. And Sawyer thanks him for his input and tells Kate that Jack is on his own. Okay, so two things. One, been a while since we've mentioned Jacob. Any updated thoughts there? No. It's just the same line that we saw before, so same yeah, but thoughts. It's been a couple of weeks, so I just wanted to see if you had any more thoughts. Nope. Haven't been thinking about it. <laughs> Two. Thoughts on Sawyer here? No, this felt pretty typically on brand for Sawyer. I have thoughts on him later. Did you agree with him more, or were you siding more with Kate in the whole we have to go back and get Jack kind of thing? I was kind of siding more with him. Like, I understand her wanting to, like, get him, but the whole reason they got off the island was because Jack did all that stuff for them to get off. Like, you just have to, I don't know, respect his wishes. Like, just take the opportunity and go. And then maybe go gather the cavalry and go after him. But, I mean... Yeah, I was way more on Kate's side later when she was like, mate, let's just take the boat. Like, still, Sora made good points about, like, they need to make camp but i was like yeah if they are quick about it and they get back and they find saeed and Locke and whoever else they could rally up they could go back faster but right now it's just the two of them and a, a useless carl and one gun with no bullets they're not in any condition to fight yeah exactly tom goes into jack's cell and tells him that they are moving him jack asks where and tom says somewhere else jack laughs asking if this is it and tom is confused then Jack says that he just saved Ben, so if they are going to kill him, at least don't pretend that they are moving him. Tom asks what kind of people he thinks they are, and Jack says the kind of people that would take a pregnant woman, hang Charlie from a tree, drag people out into the jungle, and kidnap children. Tom walks over to the glass, and I said taps on it, but he like punches it for some reason. <laughs> and then says, you see this glass house you're living in, how about I get you some stones? Which is a classic way of calling someone a hypocrite. And I don't get what Tom was doing there. I really don't get it either. I, I sat there. I was like, what could Tom even be talking about? Is he talking about Jack as a person? Because I don't like him, but he hasn't done anything that's even a little bit comparable to all the things that he listed that the others have done. Or is he talking about the plain people? Okay, some others have died. 
all in self-defense. What the fuck, Tom? Like, are you so deluded that, like, I don't know. I just, I don't think, did I just use the word deluded, right? I think I meant to say delusional, but what does deluded mean? I'm going to Google it. I think you used it right. I've heard it in that sentence. While you Google it, I will say they kind of killed Ethan in cold blood in the sense that he was unarmed, but that was like a thing that everyone spoke out against. They did torture Ben, but again, they kidnapped Walt and and oh, we're getting the thumbs up. Lauren used deluded, right? <laughs> I used it correctly, but I just was like, you know, that's one of those things where I've just heard it been said, but I've never actually learned the definition. So shot in the dark, but I nailed it. <laughs> So, like, at best, they could say, okay, well, they killed Ethan, and they killed Colleen, and they tortured Ben, but I still feel like all of that was a reaction to them being provoked by literally everything that they have done. Also, the others kidnapped Alex from Danielle almost two decades before Oceanic 815 even crashed. So, like, what the hell's going on there? Yeah, they've always been bad people, obviously. But they think, you know, the same thing we see with Carl later, where it's like, oh, we gave those kids a better life or whatever. Like, they truly think that what they're doing is right. So I understand maybe that Thomas is to Lulu and he thinks, you know, oh, we're not doing anything wrong. But what could he have even be talking about with, oh, the glass houses? Because what have they done? Except kill someone who was literally trying to kill or kidnap or whatever to them. Yeah, I will say, I still love Tom. I think it's because MC Ganey's performance is amazing, but uh, even with Tom spouting off bullshit here, I'm just like, nah, I love you, Tom. You're great. Two others cuff Jack, and they walk him down the hall. He passes Juliet, who is being escorted by guards, into his old cell. Jack locks eyes with another blonde woman who talks to Tom, and then Jack gets one last look at Juliet, who is rubbing her wrists from the cuffs. Did you have an initial reaction when you saw Juliet was now a prisoner? No, I was mostly just reacting to that other blonde lady. And I was like, she looks like a real bitch. (laughs) So we get our first flashback. Jack is in a hut on a beach in Thailand. A boy sells him two sodas. He tips him well. And comments about how he doesn't understand what he's saying. He then struggles to assemble a kite. A woman laughs at him and takes pity. She helps him assemble it. They fly it. He thanks her. She asks if he's not from there, and he's obviously American. He says no and introduces himself. She introduces herself as Achara. More kite flying. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. Fine. Look, I didn't even have problems with this part. Nothing happened, but it's like, oh, we're setting something up. Okay. Moving on. A lot of people have commented on how you're always like, I hate when it's Jack episodes because I'm always upset. And then they're fucking awesome. And everyone's just like, just wait until she gets to Stranger in a Strange Land. I honestly, it makes me feel validated for all the shit I've ever talked. It's the worst flashback story ever. Way, way worse than the Charlie one. I just, I hate this man so much. Here's the thing. So much. When you say the Charlie one, do you mean the one where he threw up on the printer or the one where his brother sold the piano? I was thinking of the one there he threw up on the copier. Which which one did I not like? I don't even remember. I just yeah. remember there was one that I didn't like. You hated both, but I think you hated the flashback storyline 
of the one where you threw up on the copier more and you just hated the baby napping because that's the other like worst episode yeah, ever. it was the copier one because it just logistically it was stupid it didn't make sense but this one what was the point like what was the point he has tattoos lauren that was the point imagine if you did like a flashback story about my life getting tattoos i would just be like oh that's a sick ass tattoo artist will you give me a tattoo yes that's about as much content as was in this episode it's like when you got the tattoo of the mountains on your foot and i was like why'd you get the mountains and you were just like i like mountains yeah and then people will be like are those like specific mountains and i was like no they're just mountains man like it's not that deep lauren i i will i will let you have it for this episode it is not that deep <laughs> thank you oh it's lost it's always that deep not today there is one moment that i've been saving this question for this episode because i knew there was nothing else to talk about so i'll try to get a little depth going but we could have talked about earlier anyway i fucking hate this episode yeah Jack has been moved into Sawyer's old cell or cage or whatever, and Tom brings him a sandwich. I love that Tom just fucking folds the sandwich in the plate in half and just shoves it through the bars. I actually like that, too. Jack laughs, saying Juliet would grill them for him and then asks who the woman is. Tom says that she is the sheriff, which Jack questions, and Tom says he does not mean that in the literal sense. I will say... You said earlier the on-island storyline was fine. I do think this whole sheriff per- only person to investigate it is questionable and stupid, mainly because we will never see this woman again. Oh, well, that is dumb then. Yeah. Jack asks why Julia is in his old room, and Tom tells him she is in trouble. He then tells him to stay put, and Jack knows says that he knows that they are watching him. And then Tom remembers Ben told him about Jack getting into the surveillance room and begins to ask Jack if he is angry that Sawyer and Kate left him behind after he risked his life for them. But Jack cuts him off, thanking him for the sandwich. Do you think Tom had like a goal with the beginning of that question or was he just like generally curious? I think it was just to antagonize him. I've never really gotten that vibe from Tom. Uh, I mean, I guess when he kidnapped Walt. Yeah. I feel like he can bring it out when he needs to. This season, he's just kind of like the goofy other sometimes. He's just like, I'm here. I'm yeah, scared he's of blood. Very, he's very different from how we were introduced to him. But we we obviously have seen like when he needs to be an asshole other, he can do it. Yeah, that's later in this episode when he pins Jack against the wall. I don't remember that at all. I don't blame you. I'm going to not. I won't be mad at you, Lauren, for forgetting shit in this episode. It's forgettable. I just blacked out, I think. (laughs) It took me three days to take notes on this episode. I did not want to do it. Sawyer says he never thought he would be glad to return to the main island, which I don't think is true. He made a similar comment when they returned to the main island after the raft blew up. It asks why he is heading to shore when they can keep going in the outrigger and find the beach camp. She argues they can tell Locke and Saeed what happened. But Sawyer tells her that they have no food, water, map, and he cannot steer in the dark. Kate says that she can steer, and Sawyer says they are going to make camp for the night, and if she wants to contribute, she can make a fire while he carries Carl. You've been in a canoe for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yes, I not have. 
not in the ocean, so it's not necessarily the same thing. Do you guys go at night at all? No, we camped overnight. Hmm. I was thinking, like, I feel like how hard would it be to paddle a canoe at night? And then I kind of thought about it, and I was like, it's pitch black out there, and that would be terrifying. Yeah, with no moonlight. And when you see the stars later on, I mean, obviously the point was just to show, oh, there's a lot of stars. But with that many stars, you would assume you don't have a lot of moonlight. So, yeah, without a full moon, you're not going to see shit. Carl actually said in this episode, there will not be a moon tonight. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I blacked out. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, once again, on Sawyer's side here, although I get what I get what Kate is saying. Yeah, I get what she's saying, too. But also, they could just beach it, camp for the night, and then get back in the boat and sail around the island as soon as day breaks the next day. Yeah, I'm not really sure why they didn't, because we later see them on have foot. A boat. Yeah, we see it them on no foot, sense. and then we see Carl in the jungle. So yeah. is it just assumed that Carl took the outrigger? I Honestly, it makes no sense. Keep the boat. Why would you not want to have a boat? Also, do they have any idea where they are? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i actually just getting more and more upset. Why would you not just think long term? Like, take that boat back and then you've got a fishing boat. I guess they have a whole last sailboat, though. They don't. Oh, no. They, the, they the still don't that. have that boat. Oh, uh, sorry. Whatever. Like, you're like, they have a whole ass sailboat. Wouldn't they have tried to leave by now? Well, we barely see the main camp. That's true. Sawyer offers Kate some fruit, but she says she's not hungry. Carl says that they should not fight as they are lucky to be alive. And Sawyer sarcastically says that he is right. Kate asks if the others live on Hydra Island, and Carl says it's where they work on projects. Kate asks if they live on the main island, and Carl says yes. Those are the two options. She asks what they did with the people they took, like the kids, and Carl says they gave them a better life. Kate asks better than what? And he says, better than yours. Carl then says that there will be no moon and reminisces about a time where he and Alex would lay in their backyard and make up names for constellations. Points at one and says, Ursa Theodorus, teddy bear. And I said, okay. (laughs) Sawyer asks that they have backyards, sort of shocked. And Carl says, yes. My problem with this is like, I understand that they're asking questions, but they're not asking enough questions. And this will come up later on. I mean, I'm going to get way more mad about it. Shocker, it has to do with Jack. But why are you, I would just be grilling this kid. I'd be asking every single possible question. They're just like, oh, you have backyards? That is like the least of my concerns. <laughs> Where are these backyards? Right. What do you guys do? What is your life like? Who like tell me literally everything. They're just like, oh, backyards, nice. Okay. Yeah. Stars. Like, okay. Sawyer makes a joke when Carl says projects, like, oh, like the steal a kid off the raft project. That was a humdinger. I'd be like, how about the kidnap you guys project or the whatever the hell you were doing with all those rocks or the what the fuck you're doing on this island? Yeah, why are you here? I just need to know everything, and they're not asking anything. I don't understand. First question out of my mouth, if I'm Kate or Sawyer, because they've seen and heard Carl talk about this, who's Jacob? (laughs) Also, 
I, I'm still going to go back to this. It doesn't Kate know that Alex is Rousseau's daughter. You would think, yes. I, okay. All right. Keep in mind, Kate only knows what Claire said. But wasn't she right there when she was like, oh, this girl helped me? And it's like obvious as hell that, that they were talking about Danielle's daughter. Yes. I just want to say right now, if Alex and Danielle aren't reunited, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I love a reunification. I would love for Desmond and Penny to be brought back together and for Alex and Danielle. And if I don't get those two, which I'm thinking I'll never get Desmond and Penny, but you know, obviously Alex and Danielle should happen. They're on, well, not the same island, but they will be soon. I don't know. I'm rambling. Just trying not to talk about this episode. What about uh? I'm trying to think of other people who are separated. You got Walt and Vincent. Oh, I'll cry. I'll actually cry. Stop. And then uh, there's Said and Nadia, and then Jack and everybody. I guess. Fuck Jack. Said and Nadia would be good. Oh, Juliet and her sister. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Jack tests the food button twice, but not the third time. I don't know if that was like to demonstrate that Jack and Sawyer are different. Juliet comes out and Jack says he thought that she was locked up. She says that she was let out to examine Ben. He has a fever. His vitals are wrong. And she shows Jack a picture of his stitches, which are infected. She asks if he will look at Ben and he immediately says no. Juliet says she's not asking for him or them. She's asking as a personal favor for her. Jack asks if she is sure she wants to help him, and Juliet says yes. Jack asks if this is because Ben told her that he would let her go home, and Juliet says no. It's because she is in trouble for killing someone. Jack asks who, and she says it's complicated. And then Jack says he will simplify it. He is not going to help Ben or her. Why do you think at this point Jack refused to help, even though he literally just did five seconds ago? Because he's a stubborn asshole. And also, I'm, there's no leverage anymore. They're off the island. So, like, why? Why help? Well, he, he did... Ben did say he would send him home. If Ben yeah. dies from this infection, do you think the rest of the others would let Jack go home or they would just kill him? Yeah, I don't think Jack believes that that's going to happen. In the next flashback, Achara's brother gives Jack a special Thai dish, which he sheepishly tries and likes. She says her brother likes him, and he says that he's a likable guy. Wrong. She asks why he does not know how to fly a kite, and he says that he never learned, which is sad. And he begins to talk about Christian, but she shuts him down, saying she doesn't care. You want to know why this was a Bad Jack episode? No John Terry. No, it was a Bad Jack episode because there was Jack. Jack episodes are traditionally good. You have been on record to say that. Shut up. He begins to talk about Christian, but she shuts him down, saying she doesn't care. And he says that he's tired of talking about him anyway. She then says that some things are personal and Jack agrees. She asks if he is in Phuket to find himself and he asks why she would say that and she says because he is an American. I feel like there's other reasons to go to Phuket, but okay. A man brings her money and they have a quick conversation. She tells Jack that she has a gift and Jack says it must be one hell of a gift. And oh my god, could they not have found any way to make this storyline more interesting? What do you mean? I mean, like, we're two flashbacks in, and I still don't give a fuck. I feel like you're just, like, extra sensitive to how bad this episode is. At this point, I was like, she's either a prostitute 
or a psychic. Those were my two guesses. You were kind of right on the second one. I mean, am I? She's just a tattoo artist who's like a little spooky about it. (laughs) We'll get to it later, but when she was like, I see people for who they are and then I mark them. I'm just like, so you're a tattoo artist who's weird. That's what I just said. Just a little spooky. The sheriff reads Jack's tattoos out loud, saying that they are ironic, and asks Jack if he knows what it says. He says yes, and she asks if he's sure, saying that it's a complicated language, Chinese. Jack says he knows what they say. Isabel asks him to come with her so they can ask him some questions. And inside the hydro station, Isabel tells Alex to check on Ben, saying he would appreciate it. And they take Jack into some sort of office where Juliet and Tom are waiting. Isabel tells him to have a seat and explains that they do not live on Hydra Island. In fact, most of them do not even like coming to it. Did you have a reaction at all to that? No. It is a weird fucking like place, that station, compared to all the other ones that they've been to. Probably because it's a rundown zoo. She says that she is investigating an incident. She would like him to clear up some inconsistencies. She asked Tom about Jack's comments about Juliet asking him to kill Ben. Tom confirms it, and Isabel asks Jack if this is true. And Jack laughs, saying that he lied, trying to turn everyone against each other to create chaos to help his friends escape. Isabel asks why he is lying for Juliet, and Jack says that he would like to go back to his cage. What do you think of Isabel? She's a bitch. Yeah. I typically don't like to criticize the acting of the people on this show, but I will say I did not think that this performance was the greatest. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the performance. I just didn't like her. I think it was just like she was trying to be like emotionless. And like there were times where it just came off weird, like like delivery of lines. Like she was like, what are you doing here, Alex? It was like almost robotic. Mm. I didn't get that. Why do you think Jack was trying to protect Julia all of a sudden? Because she's been nice to him. She's a pretty lady. They were definitely trying to push something between Jack and Juliet this episode. I was not a fan, but... Wow, there's not like one redeeming moment in this episode for you. No, not at all. Even Sawyer upsets me later, so... (laughs) It's gonna be all bad. <laughs> Hottie of the week. The end credits. <laughs> Acha sneaks into Jack's room in the next flashback and she crawls into bed with him. They talk about random shit and she asks if there is anything she would he would like to ask her. Jack says it would be nice to learn something about her after a month of her coming and going whenever she wants. How is this man in Thailand for over a month? Just chilling. She says there are things that happened there that he could never understand. And then Jack mounts her and asks if one of those things is her gift. And she says, yes, they kiss and fall off the bed. And she asks if he is having fun with her. And she says, or he says, yes. And she tells him to stop asking questions and to have fun. And oh my God. This scene was so cringy. Honestly, I wanted to turn it off. Oh my god. Could you imagine if this was like someone's first episode of Lost ever? They would never watch it. They would never watch it again. Like, are you still curious of what's going on at this point? Or or are you just like, I kill me? 
uh no at this scene i was like i i am done with the flashback stop it was disgusting <laughs> i really did not like it here is one of two scenes that i find interesting on Hydra Island, Jack awakes to find a bunch of others watching him and murmuring, and they're all wearing, like, fairly nice clothes. And Jack asks what they want, and Cindy, the flight attendant, and also Taylor, says hi. Jack struggles to place her, but then he remembers her from the plane and asks, what is she doing with the others? He thought she was taken. Cindy says it's not that simple. Jack demands to know what they are doing there, and she says that they are there to watch. Jack asks, what are they watching, when Emma comes up and whispers in Cindy's ear, and Cindy says that Emma wants to know how Ana Lucia is doing, which broke my heart. And Jack kind of has like a little breakdown and asks if she's serious, and he tells her if she is there to watch something, to go watch it. And Cindy takes Emma away, and Zach stares at Jack in fear until he also walks away. I cannot explain to you the rage I felt watching this scene. I feel like we're about to fight. Okay, so she walks up, and I was like, I know her. She's a tailie, but I couldn't place her, and then obviously I placed her. Yet again, this is an opportunity for information. And I think she would have been willing to give you some information. But instead, he screamed at her. And this is before the Ana Lucia thing. I think the Ana Lucia thing, fine, that would set you off. But she's like, it's not that simple. And he just yells in her face instead of being like, what are they having you do? What are you doing here? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I want all the info. What? After she says it's not that simple, he does say, what are you doing here? That he does not. I'm pro- I'm telling you, he might have said that, but he does not give her the opportunity to speak. Like, she walks up, he fucking, watch what? What are you watching? He's like screaming at her because he always does that. He just immediately goes to like screaming. And I understand, fine, the Ana Lucia thing, but like, Dude, you could have gotten so much information. I could have gotten so much information out of this interaction, but instead he yells in her face and scares them off. I'm so I'm so upset. I yeah, I get it. But like at this point, he's held captive and been played with emotionally and and in a cage. Don't care. Just I'm sorry. Obviously, you suck. Keep your wits about you, man. Like. You need all the information you can get. As if you could do that. I'm sorry. I am not a brain surgeon. I'm not supposed to be good under pressure. And I still think that I would have gotten more information out of her. I'm just telling you, like, screaming in someone's face, not cool. I hate this man. I hate the hottest of takes. Don't scream at people. (laughs) I just hate 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 him because all he does is scream at people i just i hate him so much all right so we didn't get any information so now let's fill in the blanks what are cindy zach and emma doing there oh i don't fucking know it's interesting because they said they all live on the other island so they like boated all these people over just to watch this super unfair trial that's about to happen it's interesting why do you think cindy started drinking the kool-aid 
Well, I would probably have an answer to that if Jack had let her speak. Okay, well, you don't, so... I think it seems like she's in a position where she's kind of taking care of the children, so maybe she doesn't fight back just to keep the children safe. I don't know. I would love to know. Hmm. How do you think they would have taken it if he told them what happened to Ana Lucia? That's the thing I think he should have. Because maybe she has drank the Kool-Aid, but if he had said, oh, Ana Lucia is dead because of these people. And Libby, too. And Libby, it would take some explaining because obviously Michael's the one, but just say, you know, she was killed. And I would just say by these people, because technically in a little bit of a way she was. Yeah. And maybe that would have let her spit out some of that Kool-Aid in her mouth. If she really is drinking it. Oh, I'm so mad. This whole scene made me so mad. Like, honestly, if I had gotten an ounce of information out of this scene, it could have redeemed the whole episode. But instead... I'm pissed. Kate wakes up to find Carl is gone and wakes up Sawyer. They search for him for about five seconds. Apparently Carl just went behind a tree to have a little cry, which relatable. Mm. Sawyer tells her that she will talk to him. Kate wants to help, but he says, nope, guy talk. So Sawyer punches Carl, telling him to cowboy up. And this is so 2007. He says he thought the others were supposed to be tough. And Carl shoves him saying he is tough. Sawyer then makes a Brady Bunch reference that Carl does not get, and Sawyer tells him that he has been with a lot of girls, some are worth the trouble, and some are not. But every now and then, there's a girl that you name Dumb Stars after, or Dumb Stars with. Sawyer asks if he loves Alex, and Carl says, more than anything. Sawyer then tells him to go back to their yards and get her back. And Carl says that if he gets caught, Ben will kill him. And Sawyer says, at least it will be worth it. So I've got three questions here. One, how do you feel about the Carl-Alex storyline? Is this one of your reunifications that you're looking for? No, I don't care. They're just dumb teenagers. Two, who do you think Sawyer was thinking about when he said some girls are worth naming dumb stars with? I think, I mean, who really knows? Obviously, I think he was like, he had kate on the brain but he super sabotages that later so i'm kind of wondering if he's like is he thinking of cassidy and thinking like you know do i feel the same way about kate as i do about cassidy you know is she worth all this trouble but also it's kind of like yeah if you want to go super deep about it carl's like oh they'll kill me if i go after her and he's like well at least it'll be worth it Meanwhile, Kate is saying it's worth it to go after Jack. So he could be like, "Mm, you know, well, Kate kind of wants to name dumb stars with Jack, not me. Suspicious isn't even worth it. I am so proud of you for getting that deep with it. Shut up. Third and final question. This one's more fun. Could you imagine someone telling you to risk your life to be with the person that you were dating with? Dating when you were 16? (laughs) No. That is not worth death, my friend. That's not very nice. He was a very nice person. I'm not talking about just your person. He, Yeah, sure. Person I was with, not worth it. What's wrong with her? Nothing was wrong with her. But uh, she did paint her nails to say the numbers. Aww. Yeah, because she watched Lost for me, so that was nice. Well, that's very nice, painting nails. 
Kate literally comes on this podcast, so I feel like she's won the award. <laughs> hey, look, Kate's definitely my favorite of everybody you've dated. Well, fortunately, your husband is also my favorite. Oh, God, I forgot I was married. Oh, Jesus Christ. At work today, my boss plays NFL grid trivia on his phone with some of his friends, and he knows I'm big into football, so he goes like, hey, can you name a running back that played for both the Lions and the Commanders? And I was like kind of sitting there for a little bit, and I was like, Michael Burton? And he pipes in, and it comes up, it was like, half a percent of people had answered that question and he was like why do you know that and i was like my sister's boyfriend is a lions fan and he was like oh didn't your sister just get married and i was like oh my (laughs) brother-in-law oh yeah that's i haven't even like had to say like sister-in-law mother-in-law father-in-law any of that stuff yet well you also married your brother well, now I have two brothers. <laughs> Alex throws a rock at a camera watching Jack and tells him she wants to ask him some questions now that they aren't listening anymore. She asks why he saved Ben's life. And she says after all the things that he has done to his people, he should hate him. But he still fixed him up after everything. Nope, he still fixed him up even after his friends got away. Jack realizes that Ben is Alex's father. And she demands an answer, and Jack says he will answer it if she answers his. Here's him asking questions. He got three for the price of one. They were just meaningless. Yeah. He asks, where is Juliet? And Alex says that she is with the rest of the others awaiting her verdict. They all know what's gonna what it's going to be. And Jack asks what this verdict is, and Alex says that the others are strict on killing their own. Eye for an eye kind of thing. Jack asks who she killed, and Alex tells him it was the man who was going to kill his friends. She says Jack must be worried about her because had it not been for him, she wouldn't have done anything. She then tells him that that was three questions, and it's her turn. Jack says that he saved Ben because he said he would, which is such a boring answer. But also, it's it's very Jack. Alex begins to walk away, and Jack asks if Ben is still in charge and if Isabel would do what he says. Alex says yes, and Jack tells him to let him out. What did you think about Alex and Jack interacting? Not, not much. I really don't think there's much to that scene. It's it's Jack finally asking questions, but it really wasn't worth anything. But I will say I really liked seeing these two interact. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because we haven't seen them interact before. But it was just like a nice change of pace. As an other is preparing to inject Ben's spine with a needle, Jack bursts in, saying that he would not do that. Ben says the cavalry has arrived as Jack examines his stitches, and then he locks eyes with Alex. Jack says he would be far more impressed with the others if they had a good surgeon, and Ben says that they had an excellent surgeon. His name was Ethan. Why would you send your doctor to be a spy? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That That's a retcon right there. A what? A retcon. A what? A retcon? It's like when you. Oh my god! Uh, Repeating the word over and over is clearly not helping me. I was just about to say what it was when you were like, oh my god! I don't need you to say it again. Just give me the definition. A retcon is when you change the canon. What does it stand for? Give me a second. Oh, you don't even know you're a dumb, dumb I think boy. I think it literally means like recanonization or something like that. 
Then where does the T come from? Mm-hmm. Retroactive. No. Because it has to Retroactive be continuity. I'm so good. A piece of new information that imposes a different interpretation on previously described events typically used to facilitate a dramatic plot shift or account for an inconsistency. I mean, it would kind of make sense because he is the one that was like handling Claire when she was with the others. But they didn't but know th- Claire was on the plane when they sent Ethan. Right. But what I'm saying is it's like, I think that they just had to do that because to just keep it Ethan the whole time. Ethan the one in the flashbacks, Ethan the one dealing with with Claire, and then Ethan the one going to actually kidnap her. Does it make sense to send your doctor? No, but just for, the, for story's sake. Jack tells Ben that he has a serious infection and he will need to be monitored closely as there could be nerve damage or other complications, and he may not even be able to walk again. Ben says his bedside manner leaves something to be desired, and Jack says it's too bad because he's stuck with him. Ben asks if he actually is, and Jack tells him that he needs a doctor to bring him back to good health. Ben says, here we go again. You've already got yourself a ticket off the island. What's it going to cost this time? Jack tells him that his people are currently in a room deciding on whether or not to execute Juliet, and he is going to stop that. And I, th- it kind of looks like Ben was a little shocked by the revelation of what the others were up to. I agree. Ben says Juliet does not care about him, no matter what she has done, no matter what he thinks, Juliet is one of them. And Jack asks if they have a deal. Ben asks if Isabel has a walkie on her, and Alex says they are already in the meeting, which apparently is code for no. And then Ben asks for something to write on. Why do you think Ben was shocked? Why would the others not run this by him? I mean, if Ju- if what Juliet said was correct, that some people are kind of wanting a a change, maybe they're just going over his head. Some people might not respect Ben. They're just like, he's too soft. We're going to execute her because obviously someone earlier mentioned like oh they have history or whatever tom said that i think so maybe they're like let's just kill this bitch we don't care what ben thinks we don't know many others the few that we did get to know are now are kind of dead who do you think if anyone in the group that we know want a change in regime juliet does not count uh well i would have said picket but obviously like you just mentioned he'd be dead um I don't think Tom's like that. I mean, this Isabel chick looks like she could be a little bit conniving. And the rest of them I just don't know well enough to say one way or the other. I feel like Alex would be okay with it. Alex is 16. She doesn't matter. Okay. Here's the big question that I've been saving for this episode because I knew that there was really nothing to talk about. And it's a thinker. So put your thinking cap on. I'm not good at thinking. Why did Ben get cancer? He has a tumor. We don't know that it's cancer. Why does he have a tumor? I don't know. People get tumors. Not here. How do you know? Rose. Uh... Locke is able to walk again and Rose's cancer is gone. So why is it Ben had a tumor on his spine? I mean, here's what I'll say. The island kind of seems to like cure people. But Ben said he's been on this island his whole life. So... It's not like bad stuff doesn't happen on this island. Lots of bad stuff has happened. 
has anyone died from like natural causes other I mean, than like, no but what's her face could have had an asthma attack if they didn't like hop up in there with some eucalyptus you know what i'm saying like i just think it's more of like you had something previously you get to the island and then the island you know love bombs you by curing your ailments but he never was anywhere else he was just here and and some people get tumors like that you know what about when Locke broke his leg and then it healed rapidly? I don't know about that. I really don't know. Maybe it would have been a way worse tumor, but the island is helping it. But it's just such a bad tumor that the island can only do so much. I really don't know. I don't have a deep thought about this. Okay. Well, just have that in the back of your mind for the future. Oh, God. In the next flashback, Jack stocks Achara he's been drinking and he finds her gift she has a tattoo parlor she calls him out for following her and he asks what this is and she says it's where she works and he should not be there jack asks if the big secret is that she's a tattoo artist and she says that she is able to see who people truly are and her work is not decoration but definition which is a cool line if i didn't hate this episode so much she says that she marks people with who they really are. And Jack asks, who is he? She says, no. He asks why, and she says he is an outsider. He then asks why she can sleep with him, and but she's not allowed to mark him. And she just says she's not allowed. He pins her against the wall and asks if she can see who he is. She says yes, and he asks who he is. He is a leader and a great man. But this makes him lonely, frightened, and angry. She tells her to put it on him and moves her to the workstation. She says it is against her people. And Jack takes off his shirt and says, do it anyway. She says there will be consequences. And he says there always are. And then she begins to tattoo him. Remember earlier when I mentioned rage? Here we go. I hate this man. I hate this scene. I have I have many things to say. Okay, what? <laughs> I'll be like a rocky slowly <laughs> sinking into that chair the entire episode. So here's the thing. Started this, out friends. It could have been such a cool concept. Like not for this show. It's like it could be a really cool concept for a book. This whole I see people and I tattoo it on them. It's not decoration, it's definition. That could be a really cool book concept. Mel, you got any book recs for me? I would read that book. But all I could get from this fucking scene. This man has never heard no before. Slamming a woman up against a wall in like a half drunk rage because she's like kept this secret from you and then forcing her to tattoo him. I hated all of it. All of it. I hated watching it. It was terrible. And it was just cringy. It was stupid. It was like trying to be deep. But all it was, was a man who doesn't understand that no means no. And I hated it. Sorry, I was just looking up to see if what you just said was the plot of Stranger in a Strange Land. It's not. Uh, but yes, you're absolutely right about everything that you just said. What is, is Stranger in a Strange Land a book? Yeah. Oh. 
you may recall earlier when Kate was on for an episode, I kept trying to refer to a tale of two cities and I kept saying stranger in a strange land. And you were like, we haven't even gotten to that episode yet. And I was like, why am I getting those confused? Is it just because they're both Jack episodes? And I had to ask Kate to Google if it was also a book. And she said, yes. Oh, okay. But, but um, yes, I completely agree with you. It is like an interesting concept, but it's thrown in here in the 11th hour of an episode that no one cares about. And also it will never be revisited. With all of that being said, do you believe that she actually has this gift? I mean, sure. Maybe, maybe not. I don't really care, especially because it's never revisited. So let's say she has the gift. Do you think she means what she says about Jack? This great man leader blah 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 blah. or she just saying this to appease him actually the fact that that's what she said as like i know you is what makes me think she doesn't have any fucking gift at all because (laughs) jack a great man no he's not he's an insecure fucking guy with a rage problem i honestly he sucks and so you don't have any fucking gift I like how you're like, he's an insecure guy with a rage problem when one of the things that she says is you're a frightened, angry person. Okay, but she also said he's a great man. What does he do we, sucks? Do we mean great in the sense of like the better version of good? Or do we mean great in the sense of like great purpose, great stature, it's big, grand? It doesn't matter because he's neither of those. He's a puny little bitch boy. I hate him. Remember when he was tied for first place for Hottie of the Week last season? Just because Matthew Shepard is an extremely attractive man does not mean... What? Oh, Shepard is... um, Jack. Jack (laughs) Shepard. Just because Matthew Fox is an extremely attractive man does not mean that I like Jack. That's what I think you get so confused all the time. You're like, oh, but you constantly say that Jack is hot. Yeah, because they cast him well. They picked a super hot guy to play Jack. But I hate Jack. Okay. What do you think of Matthew Fox's acting? I mean, if that's the character he's supposed to be playing, he's doing a great fucking job. Because let me tell you, I hate him. Kate Kate and I were kind of like pipe dreaming about interviewing people for the podcast like long down the road from now and she was just like you know who i would love to interview evangeline lily and i was like you hate kate and she was like yeah but she did such a good job she got a huge reaction out of me the whole length of the series that's how you know it's damn good acting yeah like just because i hate a character does not mean i hate i mean i've I've gone on record saying I can't stand anything Katie Seagal is in, but that's just because she's such a good actress that I hate her for everything because she did such a good job. Well, I'm just using that as an example. Hmm. Just like these people do such a good job in their role that I can't even separate the person from the character. The mom in Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the actress's name. Winona Ryder. No, the other mom. Mike oh. and Nancy's mom. Yeah, isn't that? No, that's that's the that's Wilt's mom. Oh shit! I haven't watched that in a long time. Mrs. Wheeler, that's her name. I can't remember the actress's name. She was on Person of Interest, and spoiler alert: she is responsible for the presumed death of a character in the fourth season. And I fucking hated her. 
for so long that when I saw her on Stranger Things, even though she was just like a boring housewife who almost had an affair with a minor, I was just like, this bitch, she's evil. Jack and Alex arrive at the town hall meeting and Alex tells Jack to stay put and shut the fuck up. She knocks on the door and the second Tom sees Jack, he pins him against the wall and asks why Alex brought him here. Isabel just suddenly appears and tells Tom to let Jack go and asks Alex what's going on. Alex hands her a note from Ben saying basically that the execution is over, but she is ordered to be marked. And then Isabel goes back into the room with Tom and we get a look at a confused and worried Juliet. What did you think this mark meant? I pretty much figured exactly what it actually was. It was just, just like a something to show like, oh, she's a bad girl. You are kicked out of Scientology. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. They would never kick people out. <laughs> In the final flashback, Jack tries to order sodas on the beach, but the soda boy runs away. Jack is confused, and then Achara's brother and some friends show up. They surround him, lift up his sleeve, and see the tattoo. Jack tells him to let him go, and he punches him in the face. Jack gets one good punch in, and then they kick his ass real bad. So congratulations, Achara's brother. You are MVP. I loved it. I was like, more, do it more. Kick him in the face. They did. I know, it was awesome. They stomped on his ribs, and eventually he gets on top of Jack, and he pits him in the face and tells him to leave the beach and leave the country, and then they hit him again, and then spits on him, and then Jack sees Chara looking at Jack, crying, and then she walks down the beach. And all I have to say is, he deserved it, and thank Jacob it's fucking over. <laughs> the thing is, with this flashback, is like, I know it was supposed to be deeper than what it was. Like, I'm sure they were like, uh, you don't deserve that tattoo. You're not one of us, blah, blah, blah. But it really should have just been, we're beating the shit out of you because you don't know how to say no. And you put hands on my sister and you're a piece of shit man. And I'm going to just say that's what it is. Yeah, it probably, I mean, I probably at least 50%. But they might not even know that happened if she didn't tell them, but like they know he has the tattoo. It's right there. I mean, and they so... they would know that, she wouldn't have done that unless she was like yeah. forced to. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But honestly, it's just like, forget the tattoo. It's just the way that he treated her was so disgusting. Honestly, I'm sure he's going to have like a love connection. It might be Kate later on, but it's just like, I can never support him being with any woman unless he goes through like serious therapy. Yeah, this honestly, like this is just a storyline that I just choose to forget with Jack because I think the writers also choose to forget it. But it shows his deep, deep, deep trust issues. Like, this whole problem with, like, the reason he stalked her is because he doesn't trust women because of what his ex-wife did. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't give you any right to do what he did. Yeah. And so, and that those things are not resolved. So how is he going to have a healthy relationship with any person if he can't trust? You're not wrong. I mean, some of the things that he has done and said with Kate is indicative of all that trauma that he has from Sarah. I know. I'm just saying he needs therapy before he can ever be with anybody. So does, I mean, you're absolutely right. But if you were to say, oh, I'm thinking of a character on Lost, they need therapy. I would be like, more clues, please. 
Yeah, oh my gosh, everybody on the show needs therapy. I mean, just wait until what Sawyer does and pisses me off. That man needs therapy too. Juliet kind of like painfully walks over to Jack. There was like a bit of a limp there, it looked like, even though it was like her back that they burned. Um, And she's got grilled cheese. She says that she heard that he only likes them grilled and Jack jokes that he missed the toothpicks. She hands it to him and Jack asks to see the mark. She hesitates, but shows him. And it looks like it fucking hurts like hell. Can you imagine being branded? Like, I hurt my fucking hands just, like, touching a pan that's too hot. But for someone to, like, you've seen Yellowstone. That shit looks like it fucking hurts. Yeah, and hers looked nasty, like it was infected or something. Mm -hmm. Jack asked her to break off a piece of aloe so he can apply it to her back. She says she's fine. But again, he says, please do it. Again, not taking no for an answer, but although in this case, I think like she probably did need to get some disinfectant on there quick. I mean, it's not disinfectant, but sure, yeah. Yeah. It looked irritated at the very least. Yeah, it's just soothing. Yeah. So Jack crouches down and puts his hand on her hip as he applies it, and Juliet's hand kind of grazes his. When I dip, you dip, we dip. (laughs) She asks why he helped her, and Jack says, Ben said that they let him go. And he said the same to her. So they are going to make sure he keeps his word. Juliet asks how, and Jack says together. Not really a big deal, but I've never liked the, uh, the, how are we going to do this together? Happens in Avengers, happens in a lot of shit, where it's like, how are we ever going to accomplish this seemingly difficult or implausible task together? It's like, okay, cool. But like, what's the plan? Yeah, it's just a cheesy line. I just have to say, I do not ship it. No, I don't like these two. Jate for life. No. Sate for life, but like Jack doesn't deserve happiness. Juliet is way too good for him. That's all I'm going to say. So you'd rather put her with Ben? No, absolutely not. She needs someone just good. Well, she's an attractive girl on a TV show in 2007, so she needs to have a love interest. She's going to have a love interest. I know that, but I don't want it to be Jack. And they're definitely trying to hint that it's going to be Jack, and I'm going hard no on that. She's only interacted with four men on this show. She killed one, the other one's gay, and and then it's Jack and Ben. Yeah, but, like, it's not going to be Ben. And I don't want it to be Jack. You know why it's not going to be Ben? Because he's just Ben. Anywhere else he'd be a 10. Okay. Someone sent that TikTok to our account. It's amazing. I'll show it to you later. Juliet tells Jack that the others are coming for him. And they're going to leave Hydra Island because their friends, his friends know where they are. Jack asks where they are going. And Juliet says, well, Ben calls it home. Which is such like a, like, I get what they're going for there with the, I don't call it home because, you know, this isn't my home. I want to go home. But it's just like, you could just say, well, where we live. But yeah, weird phrasing, but also like, that means the main island, right? Like where everybody is. Yeah. See, now they're all on one island. So Juliet could get it on with anybody. Yeah, locks available. No. No. Saeed, he likes blonde girls. This one's age appropriate. Yeah, Saeed, I would I would be fine with that. Do you have any prediction on where they're going? Back to their little commune, right? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure you remembered it. 
Yeah, I'm not that dumb. You didn't even remember that you correctly predicted that it was a commune. Okay, because that was just an offhand comment, but I remember where they live. You don't remember that they stole the boat. <laughs> okay, I forgot a minute. Like, it's fine. Twice. Whatever. Okay, so here's where you want to talk. Kate asks where Carl went, and Sawyer tells her that he let him go. She asks why, and Sawyer says it's not because he's sensitive, it's because Carl is a target. Ben will never stop looking for him. Kate says all Ben wants is to keep Carl as far away from Alex as possible, and Sawyer tells her they need to go back to camp and start walking. He asks if she's coming, and Kate asks if she should walk behind or beside him or ten paces behind that he has gotten so good at telling her what to do, she does not know how to think for herself. Sawyer tells her not to take it out on him because she feels guilty, and Kate says she does not feel guilty. He calls Bull, and she says they had to leave Jack behind. She did not have a choice. And Sawyer says he's not referring to leaving Jack behind. He is talking about them getting together. He says that he knows she did it because she thought he was a dead man. And he tells her not to beat herself up because they left Jack behind. She says she's not. And he says, of course not. And now that they got that out of the way, they should move out. Sawyer, Sawyer, Sawyer. Why? Why these men? They need therapy. Just stop pushing away anything good. Like, oh my gosh, dumb dumb man i was just that was unfortunate i was i was mad do you think he's right just because even if that's what kind of pushed her to do it like oh i think he's gonna die and then she kind of lets her true feelings out that doesn't mean she regrets it i don't think she has shown any signs that she regrets it i think he's just insecure because she's worried about jack and so he's like oh well you know she doesn't like me i'm just being a dumb fucking man could this be a situation where Kate does have genuine feelings for both of them and like is in love with both of them? Yeah, for sure. I I mean, I think that's a little silly. There's a clear winner. But yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think that yes, that might be the situation. And maybe he under he kind of picks up on that, so he's just gonna push her away. But don't push her away. Scoop her up. Fuck Jack. Hopefully he dies over there with the others and you don't even have to deal with him anymore. I thought you liked angst. I'm not referring to Jack. I'm talking about Sawyer and Kate here. I mean, I do. It's like a love-hate relationship. Like, I like it because it draws it out, but I feel like I just don't have a lot of hope for this situation. Like, with them, I, I feel like if he does this, like, it's just not going to work. And, and And that's really concerning for me. Like, the problem is that there's two options for her. If there was only one option, I would know that in the end it works out. But there's two options, so this is not looking good for me. Are you back on, this, like, the actual shipping of these two? Or is it more you just want Sawyer to be happy and Kate is clearly who he wants? I mean, maybe both. I don't know. I don't. I haven't looked up deep down into why I shipped them, but I definitely want Sawyer to be happy. I know. I know why you shipped them. He's hot. She's hot. They can kiss. Yeah, for sure. But like Jack's hot too. But I just hate his guts, so I don't want him to be happy. I completely understand why you hate Jack. I'm not criticizing that. 
but you just went on record a few moments ago saying Matthew Fox is very hot. Josh Holloway is obviously very attractive. Sawyer has done equally bad things in different ways, and you are far more lenient on Sawyer. Yeah, because I, we've already had this conversation. I cannot I, okay. go through this again. I Okay, I get that. I'm just confused why Sawyer gets more of a pass when he, he like this right here, this episode for Sawyer was not great. And he also has done some really shitty things in his past. And Jin has done some really shitty things in his past. But you always find a way to get back to the point where you're okay with them, even when they do really shitty things in the episode that we just covered. And Jack, I get it. He has annoying tendencies, but so does Sawyer in the sense of pushing Kate away and and being rude to everyone and calling Hurley crazy and fat and everything. You always forgive him. You always forgive Jin and you never have that grace with Jack. I'm not saying have grace with Jack. I'm just saying being a little more consistent with the other two. It's a very simple answer. I had my answer 45 seconds ago, but you just kept rambling. I think, and this could just be an actor thing. I think Sawyer does bad things, but he shows in his face that he feels remorseful for it. And I'm talking specifically about the way that they treat women. Sawyer does a lot of bad things, but a lot of his bad things don't have to do with the way that he treats women. Jack, I think, feels bad about some things, but when he is an absolute asshole, like in this flashback scenario, like with what he did to Achara, there was not a second of remorse. Like the next day, when her brother and all those people storm up on him, he's like, whoa, whoa, I'm Achara's friend. Like he he can't even comprehend why they would possibly be upset with him after he just fucking roughed up his sister and this person that's important to them, whatever. I, I think he truly sees nothing wrong with what he does to women. And I think Sawyer has arguably done worse things like conning Cassidy and everything, but he felt bad about it. And you see that. Like, I think he's a very damaged person, but I think he feels bad about it. And that's all I need is some remorse. But like, Jack is a deeply flawed person, but he doesn't even truly understand like how flawed he is. So if we get to a point where Jack has these epiphanies and revelations, can you get to a point where you would like him? Sure. If he had a, if he had a breakthrough and like all of a sudden started treating women better or what I will not accept is all of a sudden there's a person like maybe Kate that he just, treats her amazingly but there's never any acknowledgement to like oh i have been a shithole in the past and i have trust issues and and i manhandle women like if there's no acknowledgement of that if there's no like reason for the growth i won't accept it you can't just give me growth for no reason i will say you might need to temper your expectations when it comes to his uh, admission of poor treatment towards women just because of when the show was written and, by who, and who it was written by. Okay, sure, maybe. But like what I'm saying, even with Sawyer, it's not like he's ever said it. He shows it in his face. I, I truly feel like Josh Holloway just does a good job of giving me like complexity to his douchebaggerness, you know? Yeah. Jack is just an asshole and he's just an asshole and that's it. I need more. Yeah. 
it's like the whole thing in like fantasy books like you know fantasy romance the morally gray main character where they're like a bad guy but they're also the love interest and like all the girls love him because there has to be complexity to them you can't just be an asshole that doesn't work and the final scene scenes montage kind of thing Isabel and some others lead Jack to the beach where they prepare to go home and Tom is holding an umbrella over Ben who lays on his side on a stretcher. That's worth noting just because it was a funny visual. Isabel tells Jack that his tattoos say he walks amongst us, but he's not one of us. Jack says that is what they say, but it's not what they mean. Then Jack walks over to Ben and helps pick up the stretcher. They load him onto a rowboat and paddle out to a boat that they have that's further out apparently that had enough room to carry several others that's weird Kate and Sawyer prep torches and march on through the jungle and we see Sawyer hesitate and look at her remorse on his face like you like to say mm-hmm. Carl is by a campfire and looks up at the stars the camera pans down to show that Alex is looking up at the same stars Juliet sits on the front of the boat and Jack joins her. She smiles at him. Jack looks out at the water. And we are finally done with the Hydra Island storyline. And that is how the episode ends. Boo. It's a fucking terrible episode. I do think Fire and Water, you came in very hot. And we got into a fight. And I feel like that episode of our podcast was not the best. I think we had some really good discussion today. And I feel like even though this episode of the show is terrible, this was really good. You and me. Let me let me go back to something really fast. When Isabel tells him the translation of his tattoo and he says, that's what it says, but not what it means. Is he under the impression or are we supposed to be under the impression that what it means is that he is a good, a great man and a leader, but he's sad and frightened or whatever? Is that what it's supposed to mean? Because that's the only other thing that we've heard about this tattoo. And then she tells us the direct translation and he's like, but that's not what it means. So what does he think it means? He probably interprets it to mean something along the lines of what she said. But I feel like he's in a different place now. Not a better, not like he's not 100% healed, but I feel like he's in a different place now than he was then. What does that have to do with anything? It doesn't change the meaning of the tattoo. He might just have his own personal meaning for it. Oh, well, I don't like that answer. That's yeah. a stupid answer. Well, Lauren, I'm going to tell you something right now. This whole fucking episode was stupid. Yeah. You're you right know about what, that. You know what would have been amazing if Matthew Fox didn't have tattoos? Because then we wouldn't have had this episode. It really was dog shit. Two, maybe three redeemable moments in this episode. None of them from the flashbacks. But fortunately, next episode is a fan favorite and it's got feel good moments. Okay. Okay. It's about Sawyer. Wrong. No, we just had one, didn't we? (sighs) Main camp? Main camp. Hurley? Got it in two. Nice. Trisha Tanaka is dead. That's the name of it? Yep. Okay, sure. Bit of a spoiler. (laughs) So I know it's probably the last thing on your mind because we hated this episode so much and you ranted about how Jack's the worst and Sawyer also sucks, but I am going to need you to name a hottie of the week. 
I am reluctantly naming a hottie of the week. I just want to say, like, there's no good reason for this. It's just like, which hot person didn't piss me off today? Juliet. I would have thought I would have thought Kate, but we'll take a Juliet. It could have been Kate. I actually considered her when when Sawyer was like breaking her heart. But yeah, just sorry, Juliet's who was in my brain. Well, there we go. Nine episodes in. We are now reaching the some cool moments, but the episodes aren't all that great. This was the first. Okay. Although I will argue one of one of my favorite episodes is in the, the coming. Actually, no, I, I disagree with Kate. There are some that don't really advance the plot, but there are some great episodes. I'll say that. Okay. And next week, in my opinion, is one of them. Only one question, one or two questions here. They kind of revolve around Jack. So sorry. What do you think the main camp is going to do when Sawyer and Kate show up and let them know that everything that happened? They're going to be like, oh my God, we have to go get Jack. And then there's going to be like five episodes where there's like no movement on getting Jack. Yeah, like you're like, we have to go get Jack. They have never immediately been like, we have to get whoever is missing. Yeah, like they'll they'll be like, oh no, X person is missing. Okay. What do you think Jack's gonna do now that he's going to the the commune? I don't know, probably just yell at people and not get any important information. In more than one sentence. Final thoughts on the episode, Lauren? Well, don't prompt me like that. Good. No, I'm just kidding. It was terrible. I was trying to be a dick and just give you one word, but I forgot all that i was saying um more than one sentence shit <laughs> yeah i'm glad that we don't have to revisit this one again thank god you might i might skip it for flashback speaking of flashbacks give us your thoughts on this episode and you might get featured in flashback at the end of the month you can do that by commenting or dming on any of our social medias at lauren gets lost.pod on tiktok at Lauren Gets Lost Pod on Instagram, at Lauren Gets Lost. I f- keep telling myself I'm going to stop saying Twitter because nobody uses that shit, but I said it again. Facebook, YouTube, search Lauren Gets Lost and, you know, give us five stars, please. It would make me so happy. And after this episode, I really need to pick me up. Leave us a review, send us a nice DM, spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your tattoo artist to the little spooky. And join us next week for a Hurley episode that I forget the name of. Trisha Tanaka is dead. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Lauren Gets Lost. This podcast is hosted by and edited by Zane Kohler with co-host Lauren Kohler, produced by Kate Wister, and our music is done by David Kohler. And remember, they were not dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs>